Welcome to the PR Endurance Training Podcast, Episode 5, where today we'll be talking about indoor cycling once again, talking about some of the training apps or the battle of the apps. Is it now time now to get serious and talk a little bit on weight management? And you've got your hosts, Paulina Allen and Roger Hospitalis. All right, let's get started and continue what we were previewing last time okay. and that's talking about all the major cycling apps so for those listening in um you know whether you're new to the game or uh, a veteran looking at the different apps out there and what they should ride obviously zwift is the big one right it's the most popular one i remember i was a beta tester as well for many years before they even charged for it and then when they charged for it i got in there for like 9.99 a month for a year so nice. I know you are a big one on Zwift. And, I sure am. Right. So mm-hmm. you could talk about the benefits of Zwift. I mean, I know it as well, but uh, let's start with you and why you love Zwift. Okay. Um, why do I love Zwift? Oh, where to start, Roger? Um, I think it's the interactiveness of the screen um, that you get. Um, first of all, you can meet your friends. So if, you know, if you've got all your buddies that are on Zwift, you can do grip up rides. Um, and then you can go on a Discord channel or you can actually type, if you've got the app downloaded on your phone, you can type little messages and it pops up on the screen. So it feels very interactive and it can actually feel like you're out on a ride as you're seeing all the other riders there. You can, so you can do your meetups. Um, you can do long rides. They have things like grand fondos and baby fondos. So there's long events. They have um, training rides that you meet up in different groups again. And then these are structured training events. And then the icing on the cake for me, and the, the main reason I'm on Zwift is because of the racing. Um, there's the road races. Uh, so I will do mixed races, um, jumping in with the men. And then I'll do specific women-only races. Um, and then they're also category-based. So you're racing against people that are um, at the same ability as you, not the same level. Um, as your, it goes by your category of um, the weight to power that you can push out on the bike um so that's a couple of the things that i really like and then just recently i have now started doing um team time trials um which has just been incredible that's uh with one of the teams that i race with online and individual time trials and again that and because everybody knows that i love to time trial it actually feels absolutely real um so that's one of the things that i really that's a lot of the things I love about the Zwift. Um, now, the other one that I had tried was Full Gas, and I think you got me onto that one. And the first thing that I'm going to say, the differences, because Zwift is more cartoon-like, whereas the Full Gas, for me, uh, you're on, a, you're on a, a screen, right? You can go to any country, and you can ride, and you're actually seeing the road as it is. And then, so when I go on to the full gas, that's when I feel a little bit more grown up. Um, is that the right way, do you think, to describe that one? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> think when we did uh, full gas, I think because of Triathlon Ontario, uh, Triathlon Canada, actually. Yes. The, um, at the beginning of all this you know, pandemic stuff and doing racing and bringing everybody in, they are probably, hooked, not probably, they are hooked up with them. And I did. I think they did their race series with them, mm-hmm. you know, did a whole little, you know, sort of a, yeah, basically an online series, racing series. So, you know, I offered full gas, I think uh, a trial period. So it was a good chance to check that out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a solid, it's a solid uh, platform. I yeah. It's a different one before, so I'm, I'm not going to subscribe to a whole bunch, right? But uh, that one is pretty close to one I'm going to talk about. Okay. Uh, as well, but what I like about full gas is that you can also, yeah, you can do a, a race, uh, people, but mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, not at the same time as you would with Zwift, but you know, you post your times and compare it and that sort of thing, and you have the real 
great videos, good, great quality videos for sure. I will agree with you there. Yeah. Like, I mean, the clarity and everything was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And then you, of course, you can mess around with the settings to actually, you know, input your, you know, your CDA and your aerodynamic uh, positioning and all that sort of stuff. You could play around with those numbers to actually maybe tinker around with your position mm-hmm. um, and all those things. So, but that is also an element in which you cheat, right? So you can bring exactly. your numbers down, your weight, and all those factors. But as far as a real good training device, if you really want to play with, you know, really geeky with those numbers, then uh-huh. Gas is a, a really cool app to use. Yeah, I will agree with you. When I was signing up into Full Gas, um, the signing up procedure, there was a lot more questions. Um, and, you know, if you're new and just getting into writing, um, would this, would Full Gas be easy to just sign up? Like, if you don't know what CDA means, yeah. like, how, yeah. how what yeah, would I you do you there? Keep, yeah, you could keep it simple. Like, you could never you look at those settings. You could just jump okay. in and just do it, right? Uh-huh. But if your settings are off, then you're not necessarily getting, like, if you're competing in some kind of a series and, you know, your numbers could be way off and you're going faster or slower than, than you, you know, you should. Okay. Then I guess it's supposed to be, you could be a little bit more geeky that way. Yeah. But, you know, you could keep it simple. If you just like the scenery and everything, all the courses on there, then you're, yes. you'll be just happy. Yeah. And I know they've just released things for coaches, actually, to make it more so you can host group rides and things. So they're doing a lot more things, you know, where coaches can, you know, post rides and things where uh-huh. they can monitor athletes and see exactly what they're doing with their pedal stroke. And so there's, they're, you're, they're increasing. All these apps will be dumb if they didn't progress and, and change and add yeah. features. So mm-hmm. that is something, you know, they're trying to pull in coaches as well, but mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're tied to, and a lot of yeah. people love Zwift, right? So the online racing, I mean, that's the only reason I would, you know, stick to Zwift. And I remember the early days when there was less and less cheating then I loved Zwift. Um, yes. But again, for me, it was a cost. It was um, with the Ruby. I've been on Ruby for five plus years, I think. Uh-huh. And for me, the breakdown in cost, because with all you know, different uh, deals you can get out there, like just baseline um, cost is already a good deal, roughly $12 a month or less. And, and then, that's for Ruby? Yeah. Yeah, okay. you... I know if you are part of the Ironman Virtual Club, you can actually use your points to get, you know, a 30% off deal. Okay. And what they had, I think last month, I don't know if it still kicks in, is if you use your coupon, your price is protected for life until you quit. So I think I'm paying whatever, 70 something, whatever it is. So I'm protected at that price until Uh I quit Ruby. Okay. So it breaks down to less than what? $9 a month. I I can't do my math here, but whatever it is, it's way cheap. Right. So I can't, it's not even a a thought, right? Right. Price I could possibly get and it gets renewed every year and I'm done. Right. So it's, it's, it's a no brainer for me. And that's one of the reasons I promote it. But, you know, also it's like a combination of full gas and Zwift. Right. You have that real life course. Okay. People, you know, especially the the official courses. And of course, now with Ironman being on there, they do their racing on there. It's one of the approved platforms where you can actually get on there and race and it'll be approved. Mm -hmm. Um, And can do racing on there in real life. Because again, I think you've you've looked at some of these, again, there's a lot of big European series. They do their real racing on there as well. Uh, some Tour de France people and a- athletes that were pro- promoting that at the start of this pandemic. Huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, they weren't doing a lot of racing on there, but now I guess they've also seen the difference. So you can see the live commentary as they've done with Swift, with his live racing and his yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. So they do that on Ruby as well. So it's a, okay. it's a mix of everything, right? They can yeah. do your workouts on there. Same thing as as Zwift, because I know your athletes, my athletes, they use Zwift, and our workouts will pop in there for them to do it mm-hmm. on the app. Yeah, so lots of good in both. It's yeah, just, you know, some people prefer Ruby, some people prefer Zwift. Yeah, and then um, then that's like with the Trainer Road, right? Um, yeah. That's another app. 
Um, I've got some athletes that prefer the, the trainer road. They just, they like to see those charts coming up on the screen. They write to their numbers. And, and I think it's just, it's the mindset that you have when you're writing. Yeah. I think for some people, they need a lot of entertainment yeah. um, when they're writing. And then others, they just like to get down, do the business and then get off the bike. Yeah, right? I know yeah. I have athletes like that, right? They just uh-huh. give me the number, I'll just do it. I don't need a yeah. map, I don't need anything. Like uh-huh. I think most trainers, for example, Wahoo and things like that, you have the basic app which you can control. So you can set, you know, I need to write 200 watts, you set there in your wattage and you ride. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and some people need entertainment. So mm-hmm. it's whatever floats your boat or, you know, challenges like, you, you know, like Zwift, for example, they have different challenges. They have different missions and things that, mm-hmm. you know, the, you, you climb average, you get your Tron bike and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same thing with Ruby. They have a, a career mode. And last year I finally finished career mode. That was Ooh, massive. That sounds big. <laughs> There's a ton, yeah. And they send you a bike shirt actually. So oh, I'm still nice. waiting for that to, to show okay. up. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you mm-hmm. have all different levels to get through so again it's just something for motivation right like absolutely yeah it just gives you something to to shoot for yeah and you know it doesn't always have to be about all these apps because you do have to pay for them you can go on youtube and um gcn is out there that they you know you can pick up some of their videos and follow along and i know that there's some others out, out there i was never one to actually do anything like that i like to just get on and write and have my music yeah um yeah so i, I know think it's just some, whatever is accessible i was going to say it's just it's what's accessible to you and what is going to motivate you to continue training indoors or even just to to start you out yeah for sure right like at least with all of these they give you a trial period so you can figure yes. out whether you like it uh-huh. or if you don't yeah right? and then yeah. certain features like some will work with your bike like flawlessly and then yeah. some you try to sign up like I already, I don't, I, yeah, I'll throw it out there because I know like since a part of the Sarah system, they sent, uh, they're doing some races now on yes. another app called Be Cool. Okay. But I've heard of that. You know, yeah. I tried for hours to sign up and I couldn't oh. even sign up to get an account. It kept on bouncing me out mm-hmm. and available at this time. So they lost me. Right. Yeah. Okay, like, and I'd say you're the you're the good IT guy. Yeah, like, yeah. If I can't sign up, how the heck is somebody else able to sign up? Right? Uh-huh. And I'm trying to give them a chance to use this thing, and it looks like it was a mix of, you know, the vi- you know visuals and everything else as well. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they, I don't have that anymore. But I know I wanted to touch upon, at least with these apps. Like for example, not everybody is going to be coached by a coach. And yeah. maybe they're looking towards an app to provide workouts and mm-hmm. looking for the app to provide a program. And, you know, we're not going to hide that fact. We have athletes, for example, who might take a break from us and go and try, you know, and pump up my FDP program. For, <laughs> yeah. For picking random work. Like, I'm just going to pick a random workout uh-huh. to do because I just need something to do. It's better I follow some kind of workout rather than just get on there and ride aimlessly. Uh-huh. So, I know we've definitely touched and tried some of these programs to see what they're all about. You know, you need to be aware of everything out there. So, you know, what's your opinion on some of those? I know you tried maybe a workout or two recently. Um, yeah. Um, so, well, I'll, you know, on the Zwift one, because that's the platform that I use the most. Um, I have gone in and looked at um, some of the training. They offer a lot of training plans. And I've gone in and I've looked. But then as I follow the plan through the weeks, um, I've done some of the workouts, as you said. I just don't know if they're actually 100% doable. Um, there was one I was looking at. And there were, you know, you're writing five days a week, but the amount of VO2 work that you're having to put out there writing at 200% at some point, like you're going to break down. You just can't keep pushing that. This is just my humble opinion. I don't care if you're a 20 year old or, you know, if you're writing at 80, you cannot keep beating yourself up like that on the bike. Um, And then the other thing is, you know, we're in December. So do you absolutely annihilate yourself in every single workout or do you take a bit of a more of an approach and, and look at this as like long-term training? 
Um, so that's just my thing with some of the training programs. And then if you don't follow the training program, can you just do your own workout for that day because you're just too smashed from, you know, two days ago and you can't, you can't work through it. Right. So that's, that's um, yeah. the idea of, you know, being general. And again, this goes yeah. back to why you might need a coach, right? So exactly. We're, we're selling ourselves here sort of, but it's, it's being realistic. Uh, there's no doubt that some athletes can get by and be self-coached and know how to uh -huh. do it properly and, and vary their training and be periodized and the whole thing. Yeah. Or they're, you know, trying to be economical and just jump in a program and just hammer away and do it. There's no doubt there's programs mm -hmm. out there. There's free stuff out there all the time. All the time. Right? So it's just yeah. a matter of putting those things together, right? Not everybody mm -hmm. is wise enough to put those together. But while we, we have people coming to us is to do that for them and to monitor and make changes as you go along, right? And to balance yeah. all those sports together. Um, yes. So that, that's the main thing. Like, is again, we're, we have athletes using, still using these apps, right? Like, say, go have fun, mm -hmm. go race or do whatever, or do my workout on, your, on Zwift or on Ruby or any of the other apps and just make use of that to, to have your entertainment on there. Uh, mm -hmm. But yes, like, you don't, if you have a, if you followed a pre-structured plan, there's not much flexibility. It's do this workout and that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And when, yeah. And I think the other thing, just touching on what you've been saying there is if you're more of a seasoned vet athlete like yourself and me and quite a few people I know, you know, you know when to back off on the bike. Um, you know when you can go harder you're just you're so much more in tune with your engine versus I find um, like I've had some people come to me like they've gotten on Zwift because they've heard that this is the latest craze, but it's overwhelming. They don't know what to do or they start the training programs. And then by week three, they just can't they can't keep up because they're absolutely exhausted. And that's where having a coach helps you to say it's OK to take today off. I can see through your numbers. I can see what you're writing to me. We need to back it off a little bit. And it's okay to do that. Um, I think nowadays we're, we're always about like pushing more, you know, more is more and, and you can gain more. And it's like these, you're always up against, well, I just saw what my friend did. So I should be able to do that. But knowing what you can and cannot do and when you have to do what you have to do, that's important. Yeah, and I think that's also, yeah. you know, going to another app there. It, it, that's also the good and bad of Strava. It's a great motivator to try to, you know, take people down or, you know, the king of mountain, well, all, that, all those type of things. But so yes. looking at what other people are doing and trying to match it, whether you're at that stage or not, or shelling mm -hmm. yourself. I mean, there's a certain amount of, way, you know, that sort of drives you. At least, you know, I remember back in the day when you – know, training it was just about getting out there and racing your buds um, yeah you know there's a certain amount of element that, that that's uh -huh. beneficial but you definitely can't do that all the time you're just hammering away hammering away and oh you know. yeah yeah i think that could be another podcast on how to go out and claim the q the qom or the kom yeah that would be a, a whole other podcast yeah. yes because there is strategy to getting your king of the mountain or your queen of the mountain there is a way to do that yeah i know yeah <laughs> and it's not drafting off the car okay <laughs> yeah pauline uh -huh. is a queen of that so uh yeah we have touched upon that too not drafting no yeah, no 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 not that i've, I've seen those uh qoms or koms and going after them and taking them down Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That actually became one of my fun things to do this summer since we're in the pandemic and everything was kind of shut down. Um, we picked our roots and I would look up where the, the KOMs were and, um, and that was on my agenda. Mm -hmm. So it became a fun summer that way. Yeah. So yeah. again, whatever app you pick, just let's make sure you're happy with it. Again, Yes. You have your, 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 your trial period, whether it be, you know, we, we sort of mentioned trainer road, but again, nothing, I, there's nothing uh, we would say that's anything bad about any of these apps. It's just whatever works for you, right? Do you need, um, you need, you know, a beautiful scenery as you would see in Full Gas or Ruby or any of the other ones, or just, you know, just the camaraderie, whether it be Zwift and, uh, 
racing mm-hmm. and having people out there, um, that sort of thing, or training road where you just here's a workout, you're following that screen and you're hammering away, um, or suffer fast. There's all these other ones, you know. Oh, so many of right? them. Yeah. Even Peloton. If you yeah. have a Peloton bike, you follow a live person teaching you classes. So there's, there's so many. It's as long as you're out mm-hmm. there, you know, putting in your training and whatever gets you on that bike to get your training in, that is going to be beneficial to you. That is gold. All right. Okay. And I know we've asked for some questions and maybe people may not have left us voice messages, but they've sent us emails or texts. And one of the things that goes in conjunction with this is, you know, how much does my indoor training now affect my performance next year? So if I want to do a five, whatever the, the goal is on your bike ride, do I need to start training now? Oh, loaded question there, Roger, right? So you just asked if you want to ride a 530 Ironman next year, should I start training? Or five or whatever it might be. Or five. Okay. Well, you know, if you're getting into that five, you know, that's pushing it there. That is all relative to um, the type of athlete you are, the amount of how much background you have. You know that saying, the 10,000 hours, how long have you been writing? All right. So if you've been in this sport for about five years or three years, let's say, three to five years, and um, you've kind of been consistently out there racing and, um, you know, you've been in that six-hour mark, but you can feel it, you know there's a 5.30 in you, then I'm going to say now is the time that you need to be on that bike to get to that 530 because now you're looking for a 30 minute difference. Yeah. So that's exactly what you're saying, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and it's a bit of structure that you can't keep hammering away. There's gotta be, um, if, again, if you're having these lofty goals, you definitely need to start now. Um, and yes. how that, that takes shape, it depends on how you and your coach lay it out. Right. So if you decided mm-hmm. just to go the app route and, and do your own program. There's nothing, so you can't do that. But at some point, you got to pivot and make changes and, you know, just keep on, I would say, you know, keep building and building and building and taking your breaks and, and scheduling all those breaks. And, and again, it's a lot more complicated than that, just the, you know, on the surface. But I can tell you right now, some of the athletes we work with who have, you know, trained the whole summer and during this whole pandemic, basically they are already at a different level now than they would have been if they just took a break, right? So let's say he was 200 at the beginning of, uh, you know, last year at this time, now it's 250, right? So imagine all of that gain that would have not happened if they sat dormant or did not follow a structure plan where they were building. So now we are starting from a new platform uh, to keep building from here. So let's say 200 watts got you a six hour bike ride. Now 250 is going to get you, you know, in that whatever range and now we're mm-hmm. going to even get faster and faster and faster. Yeah. So it's like they're structuring all that training right now, but you should definitely be yeah, hitting, hitting that intensity. Um, and it's not just easy, easy riding. But it's a, it's a combination. And, again, it depends on the athlete um, and what you're ready for the training. For example, as Paulina said before, you may jump into some pre-made plan if you're trying to be economical and uh, follow something that you may not be ready for. Um, that intensity would be too high or you may break down. So you need to, to have somebody monitoring that for you, mm-hmm. whether it be a coach to do every single workout for you or you have a a consultation where you can have a coach talk to you um, Mm -hmm. monitor your training to tell you where you're at or you know that feedback yeah um but i'm just going to back it up one step there yeah um okay because i know that this was a question that we had sent in to us if it's an iron man you need to be able to also Look at what your swim is. If you're a fairly poor swimmer 
and it's taking you two hours to swim that 3.8 kilometers. You have to look at the swim fitness that you have because at some point there's going to be a snowball effect and that fatigue that you develop in the swim will eventually catch up with you on the bike. All right. Um, so I do believe that a lot of this kind of goes hand in hand. So you, you need to also be working on the swimming to help to develop that 530 um, Ironman pace time that you're looking for on the bike. So if you've gotten into the sport and you like you're, you know, I often have people who say, well, the race starts for me when I get on the bike. Well, I'm not really a good swimmer. I'm not worried about my swimming. And, you know, I'll just, it gets when I get on the bike. I also coach triathletes um, at the local pool with their swim team. And they'll always say, oh, I don't really need to learn this stroke and I don't want to kick because it starts for me when I get on the run because I'm a good runner. So where I'm going with this is you have to have, it's a fitness in all three departments. And I've seen it too many times and I've seen it with myself because I was not particularly, um, you know, a great swimmer. But then when I stepped up my swimming, then my bike times really, they, they drastically changed because I wasn't getting out of the water um, with that deep fatigue that yeah. can happen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's good that you touch upon that because I, I think when triathletes first start coming into the sport, that's the mentality, like, yeah. you know. And then as you're in the sport now more, and as you just talked about, as you realize as you get better in all three, <laughs> how much <laughs> the difference uh, everything makes, right? Like uh -huh. I remember what Lynn Simon would feel a few many years ago said, I, I do triathlon, I do swim, bike, run, not swim. Right. And then mm -hmm. bike, and then run. I swim, mm -hmm. bike, run. Right? So it's all It's one it. word. Right? So, yeah. yeah, like improving your swimming, like I always tell people as well, is to think about, even though you in your mind now, think, oh, yeah, it's not that important. I don't need to worry about kicking. I don't need to worry about butterfly and any other strokes when you're, you're learning all these things. I remember mm -hmm. first thing, thing, I just want to learn front crawl. That's it. No. Yeah. But you, as a better swimmer, you get, you know, well-rounded. Everything just comes into form. You know, your your technique gets better. You you're up uh, sitting higher in the water more. Oh yeah. Um, like one of my better. I was never taught the butterfly. Is like one of my favorite strokes because I was in my master's club, and uh -huh. they forced us to do it, and I did it, and I'm like, huh, I love it, <laughs> right? Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, and I do it, and I always think I'm Michael Phelps when yeah. I'm doing it, or you know, that's who I feel like I am. Yeah. Right. And it just, um, yeah, it just so helped in the body position. Everything helps. And I, I just ha happened in our swim club. It was the national masters champion in butterfly. And then he looked at me and he gave me some pointers and things like that and made me like a, one or two seconds faster and per length just by looking at body position. So, you know, everything helps along the way. And then with a, an improved swim, you just get out of the water with a different set of athletes. <laughs> when you're on the bike oh, ride, right? You do. And, and not that's... just coming through the back. and mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you come out in that front end of the swim, and as you just mentioned there, you're coming out with a different type of rider. You do get carried along in that momentum with those faster riders, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So everything helps. That's why it's, you know, it's good. And again, as if you're looking, you know, down the road at higher goals, whether it be world championship qualification, Kona golf, all these type of things, you have to start playing with the math. Like, yes. what can I pick up here that's going to affect here versus here? How much faster I got to be on a bike versus a run and a swim? You know, like all those different types of math and, and mm -hmm. calculating those goals of yeah. what's realistic for you. Sure, you may want to try to get five hour bike ride. <laughs> or less like uh -huh. but how is that marathon going to be can you take steal some time from here to be faster over here all that stuff yes yeah and I think um you know I've experimented a lot well I would say I, I experimented a lot in that department I I would just want to have the fastest bike split out of like even the men when I was racing and that would be my goal in the race and then it was like whatever happens on the run is going to happen on the run. And then I would ride a little bit more conservative, like just dialing the Watts back a little bit, but then I had to run my heart out 
And I think going into races and having these strategic plans to develop and see what, you know, what, what is good for you or just where to push. It's a great way to have fun in the summer and to learn how to get yourself out of that uncomfortableness. Did I say that right now? Yeah, it's yeah. about learning to be uncomfortably uncomfortable, right? Because yeah. we all, we often have that safe spot where we want to run, you know, you know, you always just, Oh, I want to, it, it, it can be scary to push yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. So when you go into like an Olympic distance or a sprint distance, just picking, like you're either going to swim all out and it doesn't matter how you feel on the bike, but you know that you're going to come back to it again and you'll have the, the energy on the run that that's like a great way to experiment. Yeah. And that's why we also yeah. always promote racing, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether locally, not only to support your local yeah. race, uh, you know, crew like Multisport Canada or whether we your local community, your local race, yeah. Um, it just allows you to experiment and come out of the comfort zone because I, yeah, I love it. Like set the goal of I'm going to have the va- fastest bike split and let's see how how much I can run after that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember coming up. I used to be just very happy just racing and winning age groups, and then I'm like, I remember one of those athletes said, "No, let's go for top ten. Let's go yeah. for top five, right?" So uh-huh. setting different goals and like, yeah, yeah, that was never on the radar, but why shouldn't it be on the radar? Like you got to uh-huh. set those goals. And let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's hang together. Let's try to hammer and get in the top, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. This takes you yeah. to a new level. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, another thing to touch upon is because I didn't do this when I first started out um, in my racing days um, is looking at the elevation that you're going to accumulate in an Ironman bike ride. Um, So let's say you're off to do an event, maybe it's Ironman Canada or it's Lake Placid, probably going to have over 300 meters um, of climbing. So, you know, if you live in a flat neighborhood or, you know, if you live out in the prairies and it's pretty flat and you're going to a hilly place, then, you know, you want to try to accumulate or simulate some type of hill climbing into your rights. I think that is also really important, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're looking at, you know, fixating on a specific time on your, your race. Right. And that, oh, right? And that, see, now, now that brings us into the app thing again. So if mm-hmm. you pick an app yes. like Ruby, there are, yeah. they have this, this thousands of courses, right? Like you can create your own course with your own GPS and blah, blah, blah. And some are just people's rides that have ridden the course so you don't have you know a fancy now they have an overlay of, of the right. like a map but for those who had the camera with them you actually oh. see the course so i know with the courses they were officially put you know whether it be kona or the other ones you have you can actually ride the course so you can prepare yourself quite you know adequately mm-hmm. for that and how you know you live out in the flats or you know if you live in alaska <laughs> somewhere riding anywhere you can ride the course and then fly down and do the, yeah, do the yeah. race. No, I think that is, uh, that's one thing that I do know about Ruby that that's excellent. Now with Zwift, you don't have courses, um, but you could go and do, um, you know, Alpe d'Huez or they've got Mount Ventoux. Yep. And if you're on a smart trainer, then your smart trainer is going to simulate that 15% climb. Um, so that's a great way to get your elevation in as well nowadays. I mean, it's really changed from, uh, you know, 30 years ago when I started, uh, riding on the indoor trainer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you know what? I now popped into my head again. So the other part of that is if you have a treadmill in your basement or even at the gym, well, yeah. a lot of us yeah. can go to the gym at this point, is that Zwift, you could do Zwift running yes. for free mm-hmm. and Ruby has introduced running on their platform as well so you can run yeah. on both right and and uh, run with mm-hmm. people around the world there's people on there running around um and join them you can do group runs group you know uh, workouts all sorts of stuff so it's it's come a long way and you're not especially during this whole pandemic stuff you cannot you know you can run with other people and and you know communicate and you know, group rides and meetups and all that sort of stuff. So 
you know, these apps are really cool. For it's that. like whoever wants to leave their house now, right? <laughs> I <No>? don't. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay. I know one of the uh, questions we got too, right? So I, I guess like it, it can be applicable to anything is like somebody wanted to do a sentry indoors. So whether it be that or any type of challenge, because I know recently, well, I did it a few days ago. I rode the Ironman right. New York oh, uh, I've done course that. Yeah. as a part yeah. of a challenge. Um, it was only the half. So it was, you know, I thought it was going to be the full, but I got on there. But it was still over three hours with the climbing and all that wonderful stuff. But yeah, like how does someone take that on? And if you did the Alpha the Zwift, that's an epic ride as well. So how do you prepare yourself to do to do any one of those oh that's a big one um first of all for those that are listening a century ride if you don't know um what that is that would be 100 miles or um 160 kilometers okay um if you've never ridden indoors it's going to be a little bit tough to jump on your bike and ride 160k in one go so i would say that it is something that you actually want to build up over the weeks and it might be a goal of yours that you're going to do over the winter if you've um, never done anything like that and uh, number one thing is I'd say you got to be comfortable on that ride right we did talk about that last week about clothing so you want to be comfortable mm-hmm. um, you're going to need to set aside quite a bit of time on that day and then that's going to come along with a training plan you know and um, it depends on what level you're at, but that could be anywhere between, you know, an eight to 12 or even an eight to 20 week training plan that you have. And then at the end of it, that's, that's your reward. That's going to be the icing on the cake and you're going to do the 160 kilometers. Um, what do you think? What's your ideas? Yeah. No doubt. Well, see, I'm I'm there chucking myself in okay. these challenges all the time. So, yeah, it's whatever. Uh, sometimes okay. I just wake up. So this and is, do it. Like same, but this is where this time. is where we're Go quite ahead. different. I like Roger does. I'll phone him up right. and I'll be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just going for a 50 kilometer run, right?" Like that's the stuff that Roger does. Um, and I tend to be a little bit uh, more methodical in, in my ways. I don't think I could get up and do that. But I also can't kill me. Yeah, but I think it's it's also what, you know, I, I, I don't say secretly because I'm on Strava, but I don't really post anything, is that I'm always yes. training. So minimum 10 and a half hours a week. So like I always say to keep yeah. yourself in the game, at least with athletes, like coach, right? Like the minimum amount of hours you want to do, that way you can pivot within a week or two or four weeks, six weeks and get to whatever goal mm-hmm. you want to get to. Like for example, I had 50K in my head. And then I woke up and I felt good and like not no body yep. parts were hurting. I'm gonna run yeah. K today. So it just happened and it was the timing and all that sort of thing it was right. And same thing on a weekend, I was like, you know, I'll just go do this challenge uh-huh. now. Um, I'll put aside three hours and see what, what happens. But yeah, it's just about keeping yourself ready. Right. So whether again it goes down to the athlete. If you've been doing nothing, then you probably don't wanna go jump in and try to do a hunt this you know century ride because it's not going to go well you need to have also you need to set aside the fueling mm-hmm. the hydration your body mm-hmm. position on that bike maybe you have to get off a few times all that sort of stuff yes comes yeah play. and you're right i think for a lot of the people that i've been riding with and we did some epic long rides th- this summer you, you could get on and you could just do it um, but I've got some new athletes who have just come on board and um, I wouldn't have them joining in on an event like that maybe they could jump in for an hour or two if you know we're on a platform yeah i would definitely but i i would be hesitant about putting 160k that could take some people five to six hours if you're not used to sitting in a static position then i don't want any injuries to occur right right or people get demoralized like i'm never coming back out oh yeah We don't have, we exactly. want to make it fun. And that's not fun um, for some people. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, we won't, re- well, we won't re- reference him directly, but yeah, one of my athletes I thought was ready for it. And I said, Hey, go join Paulina with this epic ride to Niagara. Right. So, and he is able to handle oh, it. Oh, yes. He's doing this uh-huh. long ride. Yeah. 
And we're doing that again next year. Okay. Yeah. We will send yeah, dates sure. out on that. It's a 330K ride, just so everybody knows. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's something we will, you know, we, we, we see the benefit, we see the challenge, the socialization, all that. And then again, when, when Paulina did that ride, they stopped, they had, you know, lunch, mm-hmm. and they had a good time, right? It's not just about riding there and riding Exactly. Back. Yeah. It, it was also about the social aspect of it and a little bit of a push here and there. We won't forget that. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. All right. Right. And I know we touched upon it last week, again, the fueling for indoors, what you need, that sort of thing. But we'll, we'll, we'll combine that because I know with the, one of the questions we had was about weight management, which we also yeah. sort of mentioned. And it's sort of ripe around this era because we know we've had the yes. holidays coming. But again, depending on where you live and the restrictions you have, you may have not have the typical parties you get to go to anymore to have to get out of your diet and to do extra drinking and have mm-hmm. those extra calories. So you may be in a better uh, mm-hmm. form this year to, to be able to maintain your weight. But what are some of the strategies that uh, you use in which to, you know, be mindful of that weight gain? Maybe a certain amount is going to happen, but maybe you just don't let it get out of control during this time. Oh, yeah, that's a hard <laughs> one. I think, you know what? I think um, when I just eat well and good and I don't do the binging and all that stuff I I generally overall feel pretty good about myself um so I think um in our house um I tend to not do a lot of baking at this time of the year and if I do I've got certain cookbooks and I can tell you my hubby he's grown acquired to my baking so I, I do kind of keep that to a limit um but I think also to keeping um my training plan quite regimented for the month of December. That's uh, pretty critical as well. And um, I think this year, because there's, well, where we are, Roger, there isn't going to be a lot of parties and, you know, open houses and and lots of drinking. And I think it's understanding um, the caloric content of things that you are eating and things that are empty calories, right? Yeah. Yeah. you know, like a glass of wine. Uh, It can be anywhere from 120 to 200 calories, but it's also the sugar content um, and what that sugar is just doing, okay? And alcohol content, right? Like you can have a a light beer, like I've never, Mm -hmm. it's not my thing. But if you like the taste of beer and you want to have that, then, you know, you're going to cut half the calories. Or if you're going to pick a beer with a higher percent alcohol, it's Mm going to have more calories. You know, is a typical beer has 200 and a higher alcohol content yeah. have 300 yeah. or higher, right? So it's just yes. keeping that in mind. And maybe you do an extra couple <laughs> hours on the bike <laughs> to make up yeah. for that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, in extra run, uh-huh. whatever it might be. You know, you want to have a beer, then do an extra whatever yeah. you need to do. to take Or instead calories, of hiring right? someone to come, you know, snowplow your, your driveway, you know, that is a great workout. We, we, um, I love going out and shoveling the snow. Um, so, you know, a li- that's, that classifies as another little workout session. I always, yeah, I, I let right. that go by. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing too is, is realizing that if you're trying to maintain or if you're trying to lose weight, it doesn't happen overnight. It is a very slow process and you need to realize that and you've got to have the faith in it. And just because you may, you know, um, have a, a big party and eat everything that you want to eat, that's okay. You, you can do that, all right? You did it because there was a reason that you did it. You, it, just, it just tastes so good. But then just getting back on track the next day and, and trying to stick to it. I, I don't know. I just, I find that whole weight management thing, it can be so hard and very emotional. Yeah. As I think a lot of it's obviously developing mm-hmm. good habits, right? So once you get in a habit, you you can typically follow that, and then once you break out mm-hmm. of that routine, uh, you know that's where problems happen. And I think I mentioned last week. Yeah, I've finally gotten to get mm-hmm. serious about it. So uh, it's re- really I'm just you know I know simply some methods that say don't count calories or whatever, but I think it's 
you really want to get down to it, that's mm-hmm. really what happens. So now I just know I have a limit. And once I get yeah. to that point, I just yeah. everything else. So I can reveal I'm down like about 10 nice. pounds now. Yeah. So it'll keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm just on a roll and it's just a routine, right? So I know what I need to do. And basically I'm, I'm vegetarian <laughs> up until uh-huh. like six o'clock <laughs> and, uh-huh. and that's about it. Right. So it's just getting in all those, um, you know, good nutrients, like a big asparagus is my friend, broccoli, all that sort, yeah. of, sort of stuff. Okay. Even pickles now. Like you yeah. eat a ton yeah. of pickles and like t- there's hardly any calories uh-huh. in those and it fills me yeah. up really well. You know, protein shakes, FGC, all that sort of stuff uh-huh. just to, to help. So it sounds like you know, you're feeling up on a lot of um, like the fiber from your fruits and your vegetables. And that's what, you know, ideally you want to be doing because it, and it does actually make you perform better and you feel better when yeah. you're training. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I, I for sure, like I, I've done the low carb before and I was fine. That mm-hmm. worked well for me too. Like I remember I was injured and I wanted to see what things were all about. Oh yeah. You don't need to worry about it. So I remember I just ate bacon, okay. cashews and, and, and uh-huh. eggs and all that sort of stuff. Yes. I pounds like yeah. within one time. Right. And I didn't feel hungry uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff. But everything's different. Um, yeah. Like I, I definitely wanted to stay away from carbs, but now I allow some carbs. Right. So if I want to eat like something like a lasagna or something, um, I'll have that earlier in the day. Like, for example, on the weekend, have some mac and cheese, nice. but I had it for lunch and let that carry on. And then that kind of helped fuel uh-huh. the ride later on and not have it later, at yeah. the, you know, as a dinner. So my dinner will be a lot more mm-hmm. be protein based and some vegetables yeah. and things like that. I think, um, you know, we have uh, some great dietitians on our podcast. I know quite a few um, because I, I know many people, they don't like their carbs or they think carbs are bad. They think carbs make you fat, um, which, you know, those are, that is just not the truth. And as an endurance athlete, you do need your carbs, but your carbs come in many different ways, right? Yeah. So your carbs could come in either a carberry chocolate bar, um, or you could have a massive salad. And both, both could be, you know, they're both classified as carbs, but it's just what carbs are you eating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as part of the whole fueling and yes. back to that, right? So. I, so I let's, know, for example, if you don't fuel properly, you you will exactly. not perform well. And not only that, it plays into your mood. So if you're starving mm-hmm. yourself and you're feeling yep. miserable uh-huh. about working out, all that sort of stuff. So sometimes I remember just it's about, I won't say cheating, but sometimes you need a little carb boost before heading into a workout or even a coffee, whatever it might be. Find what works for you. but. Yeah, if you're in weight loss mode and, and starving yourself, is that's not necessarily the best way to do things either because then you work out suffer or you hate life. Exactly. You hate working out yeah. and you hate everything. And I think you just touched on something there. So people, so this is the thing. You know, a lot of people, they get into um, exercising because they want to lose weight. All right? So we're going to touch on this little part. So let's say in the morning you get up and you're going to train. Um, you know, you've had your evening meal, you're in a fasted state. However, you do have 2000 calories uh, stored in your muscles, right? So you can use that energy um, in the morning time. Where I find it can be problematic, and I still occasionally fall into this, is if I do a late afternoon or an evening uh, workout, but I've not had my evening meal. So my last meal has been lunch uh, at 12 o'clock, and then I'm going to write at four, Sometimes I've had a little bit of a bonking session. So what you can do there, as um, Roger talked about there, you know, having a gel or a coffee or caffeine, you could have a gel um, 20 minutes beforehand if you're going to be doing a hard session on the bike. All right. One of my little secrets, Roger, is I'll take the gel, but I don't just swallow it immediately. I sit it, um, I kind of smish it all around my gums because then that sends a sensory up to the brain. Wahoo! We got lots of food coming in. So it's a little trick um, that sends uh, all these sensory notions. And then the body thinks it's actually receiving a lot more 
uh, caloric intake than it's actually getting. So you swish it around, let it sit there, and then just uh, always take a little bit of water with a gel. That, that's one of my little tricks that I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a study, and I know some mm-hmm. athletes have done it. Um, it's not like a carb yeah. mouth rinse, but no one even yeah. take it in. Swish, so it, push, yeah. swish it around your mouth. Swish and, and spit. spit back right? out, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'd say, you know, if the last meal has been lunch and it is later on, you know, you can have a snack one to two hours um, before that late afternoon ride. Um, but you need to experiment here with what's going to work. Um, so a snack could be anywhere from 300 to around 450 calories. And ideally, that's not going to be a massive protein um, laden snack because you want it to be more lighter and absorbed easier into your system, right? There's nothing worse if you've eaten something heavy, uh, like a great big uh, chicken breast, and then you think you're going to get on the bike and yeah. bang out some uh, one minute intervals, and then you're nearly puking your guts out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I intentionally <laughs> do that too, because sometimes, hey, like I suggest yeah. certain workouts or for myself, like, you know, the inevitable, sometimes Ironman, but you don't get your nutrition right, feel yeah. things feel horrible, is to oh, yeah. train yes. feeling horrible. And this the, uh-huh. to get that simulation, yeah. it's not pleasant, but at least you yeah. know how to deal with yeah. it. Yeah, and, and that's happens, when the athlete right? thinks you are absolutely crazy. They think that you're just a cuckoo. Why are you telling me to have my evening meal and then go for a long run? <laughs> yeah, because you got to develop that stomach of steel, right? Yeah. Yeah, just know how to deal with it and how that it is possible for mm-hmm. you to get over it um, and not, you know, have excuse. Oh, my, you know, my stomach. If you've heard the yes. inevitable stories, oh, my, my race went bad because yeah. this and this and this. Well, to me, if you have all these months to prepare, you, that sort of stuff yes. should not happen. And if it does, by some reason, contaminated water, who knows what, something happens, you should know how to deal with it. I agree with you. And that's why you do weeks and weeks and months and months of training because you're guaranteed that you're going to experience it in your training. And then I call that, um, so let's say you're in your race and a moment comes up, well, you just pull up that file and you know how to deal with it and you, you get on with the job, right? Yeah, and that's part of, again, going back to the, the why you need a coach thing, but when you have someone monitoring what you're doing and, and maybe it's you're, you're finding that you're, when you're doing your workouts, you're always feeling tired or you're not nailing it. You know, I've had tracing back to people's meals and finding out the certain things in their meal at lunch and a certain day, a certain time, and then finding the right timing mm-hmm. to have those meals to make sure the workout right. goes well. So it's all these things mm-hmm. to monitor um, yeah. that, that we do. I agree with you. Okay, so here's uh, just a few fundamental basics when it comes to your indoor training. Um, if you're riding for around 60 to 90 minutes, you know, the, the, very, the lowest amount you're going to need is about 500 milliliters of fluid per hour. So that's um, just your regular sized water bottle, okay? However, Roger and I are going to say it's around 500 millimeters, but it also depends on what did you do on the bike the day before and the day before that. So if you've been riding for three to four hours and you're a huge sweater, you may actually need a little bit more. Sometimes I can drink up to a whole liter within an hour. It just depends on the heat, how hot the house is. Do I have a fan on? Do I not have a fan? What time of the day is it? What have I eaten or drank prior to my bike ride? Okay. So again, so that's 60 to 90 minutes. 500 milliliters of fluids, um, but it can be anywhere from 750 up to a thousand milliliters. Okay. Um, and that's just on your fluid. All right. Now moving in then once you start getting into that 75 into the 90 minute, this is when you want to start getting in around your 30 to 60 grams of carbs an hour. So that's grams of carbs, but you can say in calories, that'd be anywhere from 120 calories to 240 calories. All right. So I know that um, everybody's different. And again, getting that kind of caloric intake, it depends. Is it in the morning or are you working at midday or are you in the evening? And what time did you have your dinner the night before? 
And if you skipped your dinner, then you're probably going to be a lot more hungry on the bike. So again, it's, you know, keeping notes of what you use and when you need it and how your performance is. What do you think, Rog? Yeah. And that, again, that's what we provide yes. as a service, clearly, right? It's, it's just finding out why you are not mm-hmm. nailing workouts and to help you mm-hmm. do that, right? So again, everyone's different. Sometimes, you be, again, when we do race preparation, for example, finding out the optimal calories and the, the makeup of those calories, whether it be the meal, morning meal, yeah. all that sort of day before, uh, the fueling during the bike, all that sort of stuff is what is mm-hmm. going to work for you. And that's what all these weeks of training, like when people, when you hear the stories and excuses of, you know, oh, you know, it didn't happen for me race day. Well, it's because they haven't practiced or they, they did not take that part seriously, especially when you're doing the longer yes. distances. You can't mess around. Why would you invest all that time and money just to mess around and to have race day be an experiment? Um, you know, be serious mm-hmm. about your training and um, nail those things down. And it's all, it all starts back with the training um, that you're doing now, right? Getting the mm-hmm. right fueling. Um, if you want to be, you know, in starvation state and, and deplete yourself, just be prepared that you're not going to feel great and you're going to be cranky mm-hmm. with your family and all that stuff. So everything yeah. trickles down and it's just no recognizing what you're doing and why mm-hmm. you're doing it. And, you know, if you decide to go that route, then you face the consequences or knowing the, you know, the, the yeah. you know, the side yeah. effects. Um, and then you know, it depends on the type of ride that you're doing. Um, if you're doing a three-hour ride and you're riding at, you know, 70%, you know, aerobic capacity, that's a nice, steady, even ride. So you're kind of burning the glycogen nice and steady. But if you're riding and you're going to be doing some intense intervals in that three-hour ride, I can guarantee you that you are going to need more um, glycogen or carbohydrates in that ride because if let's say you ride your first hour and you know it's at a moderate pace then you're going to be doing some time trialing efforts um, in the second hour but then you've got your third hour at a nice steady cruise that third hour is where you can really start to feel it and you start to fall apart because you've used up a lot of your storage Right. Yeah. I see. We're now we're hitting oh, all sorts yeah. of areas here, which mm-hmm, is, which is mm-hmm. good. like, um, yeah, definitely our longest podcast yet, but it's yes. all important. Um, you know, like you just, as you say, if you do a nice steady ride, you can get by with, you know, low calories or even if you're going that right. keto route or whatever and not ingest anything because you just don't need that stuff if you're low intensity, but. It, it, again, the trick, if you're doing these hard intervals, whether you feel two or, or higher or whatever threshold, all that sort of stuff, calories will help. Um, that carb will help. That right. sugar is going to help make you in a better mood and help you pump out those, uh, those intervals the way you want right. to. All right. So that is it. Unless you have anything else to add, we are closing in on an hour here. So wow. I think we be better up. <laughs> uh-huh. I know we, we, when we looked at the topics today, we got like, yeah, this is uh, this could yes. be a long one. And it definitely was, but nothing uh-huh. wrong with that. There's lots of gems in here if you want to listen through all of it. And I think we definitely touched upon, you know, all of the, the elements or most of the elements anyway, but indoor cycling, we could go on for days. Oh my gosh, yes. Stuff, uh, the training and the fueling and all that sort of stuff. But if you have questions and you more pinpoint uh, specific type of questions, you can send them our way, leave a recording or email or anything like that. Info at PREndurancetraining.com. And that is episode five of the PR Endurance Training Podcast with your host. Paulina Allen. And Roger Hospitals. Now we're looking ahead to next week. We'll give you a teaser. Paulina, what do we have coming next week? Ooh, one of our topics, the importance of days off and why. What do you do on those recovery days? We're not going to go into it now. You'll have to come in and tune in next week. That's right. So recovery is the theme for next week. So hopefully you are trading hard and recovering by the time you listen to this podcast next week. Thank you for listening to the PR Endurance Training Podcast. 
please visit our podcast page on Anchor to subscribe and to leave a voice message to ask the coaches a question. Maybe you can be featured next time on our next podcast. We also invite you to visit us at PREnduranceTraining.com to find out about our services and to connect with our social media channels. Until next time, be happy, stay safe, stay healthy, and as our friends at Running Free say, believe it, achieve it.